0: Welcome to this New Nutrition Business Podcast. My name is Julian Melaton. And today I'm going to be talking to you about how the plant-based dairy substitute boom of recent years is running out of steam and will soon come to an end. And I'm going to do it this week by focusing on just two segments, plant-based yogurts and plant-based ice cream. The much bigger segment of plant-based milks, well, I'll come back to that in another podcast, probably next week when I will tell you the surprising truth about oat milk, a truth that many owners of oat milk businesses and their investors don't really want you to know. But let's concentrate on yogurt and ice cream. Plant-based dairy substitutes have been one of the big boom categories of recent years. Its future talked up in the most unbelievable manner. It's incredibly easy to find people posting, often from a vegan perspective, about how everyone is giving up dairy and moving towards plant-based. This was not true and it was never true, as you will see from the supermarket sales data, some of which I'm going to give you this week and some next week. But it was a boom and there has been growth. And now the boom is gradually slowing down and coming to an end. So, what sort of things give us a clue to this? Well, here's one. If someone told you that a company that specializes in selling vegan ice cream was launching a full line of dairy ice creams, you might be surprised. After all, aren't we always being told that one people want more than anything else is to move to plant-based diets. Isn't it always the case that we see dairy ice cream brands like Ben & Jerry's for example, launching plant-based versions? But it turns out that the rate of growth of vegan ice creams is not what people anticipated. And if you own a vegan ice cream business and you actually want your business to increase, it looks like the most sensible way to do it is to launch dairy products. A successful vegan entrepreneur has noticed this fact. The entrepreneur in question is a guy called Jason Karp, and he's one of the co-founders of the Hu, that's H-U, brand of chocolate bars and cookies. It's a vegan brand. It's got fabulous health credentials. It was created about 10 years ago. It's very high quality, excellent tasting vegan chocolate, and it's been an enormous success. Such a success that last year it was bought by Mondelez, Now, Mondelez, for those of you who are not familiar with the company, is one of the world's biggest food companies, and it owns brands like Cadbury and many, many others. Jason Karp went off and bought himself some new businesses, one of which is a vegan ice cream company called Cosmic Bliss. And now, Jason is going against the grain, and he surprised everyone by launching a full range of dairy products alongside the vegan lines. And why might he be doing this? Quite simply, sales of vegan ice cream are losing momentum in the U.S. Supermarket sales data for 2021 shows that the U.S. market for plant-based ice creams was worth an impressive $458 million, and that really does sound fantastic. But that's only 5% share of the entire U.S. ice cream market. And because plant-based ice cream is a lot more expensive than dairy ice cream, that's 5% of the value, but just 2.5% of the volume. The plant-based ice cream market grew, but it was just a 3% increase on the year before. And that's pretty slow, given that we're being told all the time that what consumers want more than anything else is to eat plant-based. You really would expect growth to be a little bit stronger than that. But what's the problem? Well, it's very simple. Plant-based ice creams just don't perform well enough on taste and texture. And it's not just the plant-based ice cream segment that's slowing down. The same thing is happening in plant-based yogurt. Now, in America in two thousand and twenty-one. According to the supermarket sales data, the plant-based yogurt segment grew an impressive 9% to total sales of $377 million. That means that after eight years of effort, plant-based yogurts have a 4.5% value share of the US yogurt market. And because they sell at a big premium to dairy, that's about a 2.5% volume share. And the household penetration is also unimpressive. While plant milks can be found in around 42% of American households, plant yogurts can be found in only 11%. So this small market share has occurred despite the backing of one of the biggest PR campaigns in food industry history. Despite the efforts of dozens of brands competing the segment spending tens of millions of dollars on R&D and marketing. This is not where plant-based yogurt was expected to be by now and the reason is very simple. Plant-based yogurts don't meet consumer expectations of taste and texture. They underperform compared to dairy And that's not to mention the fact that for those who care to look, you find that their nutrition profile is weak. They're low in protein, low in micronutrients. Now, there's a little bit of a cautionary tale in plant-based, which is a sign of what's going to happen. And it relates to Danone. Uh, Some of you will be familiar with it, one of the world's biggest dairy companies. Danone became a big player in plant-based thanks to its former CEO, Emmanuel Faber, who in 2016, saw to it that Danone acquired the white wave plant milk business in the US and its sister operation in Europe called Allpro. At a stroke, Danone became the biggest maker of plant milks in the world. And in an investor presentation made at the time, Danone identified that yogurt, ice cream and other similar categories were way behind plant milks in terms of the market share and they would be the focus for growth. As the world's biggest yogurt company, you can understand that Danone is very skilled in creating delicious tasting yogurts of all types. So they were understandably convinced that their R&D know-how and their marketing know-how would indeed transform the plant-based yogurt super niche and deliver results. So that's what Danone pinned its hopes on. Now, their plant-based dairy business has grown by an impressive 50% since they bought it in 2016. But in fact, this is far short of their own targets. If they continue to grow at 50%, by 2025, Danone's plant-based dairy sales will be 3.3 billion euros. Now, that sounds really impressive, but for the fact, they'd set themselves a target of 5 billion euros. Already last year, it was clear that sales in plant-based ice cream, plant-based yoghurt and other segments, while growing impressively, were not growing anything like as fast as Danone expected. And let's not blame Danone. There were lots of consultants, lots of people in the media forecasting this huge disruptive innovation. Emmanuel Faber, the CEO, who masterminded the strategy, was moved on to other things. I think fired might be a way of putting it because the shareholders began to be disappointed. Thus, he had the dubious honour of being the first CEO to be fired over a plant-based strategy that did not deliver the results that people expected. But he's not going to be the last. In Europe, it's a similar story to the US. Plant-based yogurt falls short of consumer expectations. And in many countries, growth has stalled. In the UK, for example, plant-based yogurt sales basically didn't increase at all in 2021. And plant-based yogurt has plateaued at a 3.7% share of the yogurt market. Now, bear in mind that it's actually really difficult for an awful lot of plant-based yogurt brands to make a profit. Now, an example which if you've listened to other podcasts of ours, you'd have heard me cite before, is a brand in the UK called uh, The Collaborative, sometimes called The Coconut Collaborative. It was founded by a very successful food entrepreneur who created a chocolate desserts brand called Goo, which was a huge, huge success. The Collaborative markets coconut-based yogurts of all types. It's an extremely dynamic company. It's got great new products, great marketing, but its published financials show that it seems never to have made a profit since its foundation in 2011. Its sales remain modest at less than 25 million euros, and it seems in 2020 to have made yet another loss, this time of $3 million. And this is despite having big financial backing from a Los Angeles-based firm called Power Plant Ventures. So plant-based dairy alternatives, like yogurt, like ice cream, are not replacing dairy. They have established a successful niche position, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's great to have niche businesses. You know, People can build tremendous uh, long-term businesses for themselves by populating a niche. Plant milk is popular with people who want to avoid lactose and the digestive discomfort they associate with drinking milk. But that low lactose benefit is just not strongly enough there in the other plant based dairy categories. Plant based dairy categories, apart from milk, don't bring any similar compelling health benefit. Some even, you begin to wonder if they're the opposite of healthy. Let's take vegan cheese. This is usually a block of coconut oil or sunflower oil held together with starch with very little protein, about a 20th of the protein you'd find in dairy cheese, and very few nutrients. And those that there are, have to be added. It is what one experienced industry executive described to us as, quote, junk food for vegans. Most plant-based dairy products will stay niche for a very long time until someone figures out a way to overcome the challenge of better taste, better texture, and better nutrition. And that will be a great opportunity for someone who can do the good science and make it taste good. I hope you've all enjoyed this podcast. If you've enjoyed this discussion, then tune in again next week when I will be revealing the truth about oat milk. Thank you all very much for your time. If you want more information, please go to our website, which is www.new-nutrition.com. Have a lovely day.